With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zen 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is the best of the Ben Maller Show on Fox Sports Radio. LeBron filling up the stat sheet yet again. A little bit of this, a little bit of that, a lot of that. And the Cavaliers get the 104-100 to win to even up their series with the Pacers at two wins apiece. LeBron leading the Cavaliers in points, in rebounds, in assists. at 32 points, 13 rebounds, 7 assists. However, it was his teammate that made a couple of clutch shots in the final miss, Kyle Korver, who can only do one thing. One thing the man can do is, is hit wide-open shots, and the Indiana Pacers deciding that the guy we're going to lose, the one guy we're going to lose on the Cavaliers on offense, is the one guy that can knock down an open, wide-open shot, and Kyle Korver did. He had eight points in the fourth quarter, and so let's discuss the NBA playoffs, and this game in particular, the Cavaliers and the Indiana Pacers. Uh, the, the question is, are you surprised? Is anyone surprised the Cavaliers were able to come back and get the win? And you would have to be pretty out there, pretty out there in the in faraway land to be surprised. Uh, I'm 
Certainly not surprised. My thoughts on this, the Cavaliers winning, uh, you have suckage, the boost, and you have relief as well. So some random thoughts we put together. A, Indiana, they were trailing most of this game. The Cavaliers led very early. The Indiana Pacers came back, had a lead late in the game. But the Indiana Pacers, their backcourt, and I'm talking about Darren Collison and Victor Oladipo, both of them sucked at a time you cannot suck. You talk about a new level of suckage combining combining together to shoot 10 of 34 from the field, 4 of 13 from three-point range. It was consistent, methodically bad basketball by the guards for the Indiana Pacers. And I'm not going to sit here and say it was just somehow this great defensive strategy by Coach James and the Cavaliers because I didn't think that was the case. Victor Oladipo... Uh, in particular, he was the guy, right? Supposed to be the guy, the man, the whole thing. Took 20 shots. He made five of them. Five of 20. The backcourt for the Indiana Pacers shot 29% from the floor and a little better than that, 31% from three-point range. But it was bad, and it was consistently bad uh, as they could not get any kind of rhythm going, the backcourt for the Pacers. The second thing here, the, the margins even in winning here, the margins are are so thin for the Cleveland Cavaliers that they, they were certainly the benefactor of some very generous officiating at a couple of moments in this game. Uh, and in, in particular, now it seemed like the game was over, four-point margin, whatever the case might be at that, at that spot. But they got an extra boost. That foul call against Lance Stevenson is a textbook example. Lance Stevenson and Jeff Green were involved in a jump ball situation. The refs turned the jump ball. It was a jump ball call. Instead of it being a jump ball, it went to two foul shots in favor of the Cavaliers. And then some some suit for the NBA, the senior VP of officiating, has the chutzpah to get on TNT and explain the final sequence of the Cavs-Pacers game. And then he goes into great detail – Goes to great lengths to explain what Lance Stevenson headlocked Jeff Green, and that's what earned the foul. But again, if you saw it in real time, you're like, all right, it's it's, it's not going to be foul shots. There's going to be no foul shots here. You're going to get a jump ball situation. Uh, but that's not what happened. Right? That's not what happened. Now, was Lance aggressive? Absolutely Lance Stevenson was ag- He's always aggressive. He's always aggressive in these games. But th- this was much more of an indictment. On the Cavaliers, and you know, even if they're, they're going to likely win this series and they'll go on and play further in the playoffs, but it's more of an indictment against this Cavalier team and where they are than anything else. That Lance Stevenson, the fact that Lance Stevenson's considered some, somehow a rival of LeBron James. Think about LeBron's been in the NBA for a long time now, and he's on the back nine of his career. He's no longer in his prime as an NBA player. And one of the handful of players that you would say has been a rival in the Eastern Conference playoffs has been Lance Stevenson. Lance bleeping Stevenson. I mean, it's, it's just mind-boggling to think that LeBron's played all this time, and that's one of the guys that stands out as a rival. Uh, Stevenson is like a comedic foil. He's a bit of a pest mixed with a court gesture, and that's – the rivalry with LeBron James. It's like it's like Charlie Brown in the Peanuts 
and LeBron keeps pulling the ball away from Charles. That's Lance Stevenson's trying to kick, and then the ball, and he just can't figure it out. This can't. It's like, well, I don't understand. No idea. What, what's going on here? And, and yet, Lance, the same guy that when he left the Indiana Pacers, he went on a vagabond tour, Lance Stevenson, around the NBA, had a cup of coffee with the Clippers and with the Hornets and the Pelicans and the Timberwolves, all these other teams. He sucked there. He sucked there. It was garbage there. It was horrible in that town. He gets back to Indiana. He's like, well, he'll be back to being the com- comedic foil of LeBron James in the playoffs. And that's uh, the, the back and forth here uh, in in this rivalry. It's, it's odd to say a rivalry, but that's, what else do you call it? They play each other, it seems, uh, quite a bit in the playoffs. When LeBron was in Miami, 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 and, and Stevenson was in Indiana, and then and now here we are again. All right, here's uh, Lance Stevenson. Now, Lance was not going to give anything up. Lance, he, he had – somebody had told him, here's the cliche of the day, Lance – Give me the cliche of the day. And so Lance Stevenson just kept repeating robotically the cliche of the day. Playing hard basketball, we try, we try, we both try, try to get a W. And uh, we go do whatever it takes, and they go do whatever it takes. And uh, we just having fun out there, playing hard basketball. Uh, just didn't go our way tonight. Yeah. Uh, and I saw the locker room interview with Lance Stevenson, and when he was questioning what to say next, he went back to – playing hard basketball. That was his go-to. It's like, I don't want to get too far away from that. I want to go back to playing hard basketball. <laughs> that was the the go-to. Now, the flip side of this, again, peanuts-like rivalry, Charlie Brown and Lucy. Uh, here is LeBron James. LeBron very composed. He didn't wear the funny suit that they, all the players wore before the game, after the game. But here's LeBron commenting on the other side of the rivalry with Lance Stevenson. I think it's just, um, you know, knowing what the main thing is, you know, keeping the main thing the main thing, and that's what? for us to try to execute offensively and defensively, you know, understanding, you know, how important I am to the team and just trying to, you know, <laughs> foresee what, what we need to do to execute offensively and defensively to be better and try to win the ball game. Uh, he also announced he's a douche. Could you not sound more like a douche? Uh, <laughs> He didn't go on the rant about I have a high basketball IQ though. He didn't do that at least. He didn't he left that behind. He left that uh behind. Listen, the Cavaliers are going to get the benefit of all of the 50-50 calls. Can we agree on that? Like the the Cavaliers are to lose this series, they're going to have to lose with extra players on the court. Uh they are. And look at this game. Do you really think that Cleveland was that much more aggressive than the Indiana Pacers in game 4? of this playoff series. Well, I wouldn't say they were that much more aggressive, but yet the Cavaliers shot 13 more uh, shots from the foul line than the Indiana Pacers. They were plus 14 made shots from the charity stripe for the Cleveland Cavaliers. The game ended up a four-point game, and the Cavaliers made 14 more foul shots. They attempted 13 more. All right, so the last thing here. Now, Cleveland, what does this all mean? It means they've restored home court advantage. Woo-hoo! You know, understanding you know how important I am to the team. Yes, I, clearly, LeBron. What a relief! You're okay. All your you got all your fingers, all your toes. You're good to go. And so now, do they show up to the home arena wearing? They had the gray suits, and then they went to the black suits. What is it like? A nice navy blue suit the next time? Maybe a pinstripe outfit? What kind of ensemble will they? And who's buying the suits? Is LeBron actually paying for the suits, or is that somebody huh? 
Like, is that somebody in Cleveland or some suit maker who's trying to make, uh, you know, get some publicity for themselves by making the suits uh, for free of charge? I'm curious about that. I don't know. So they have some time off. They don't play again until Wednesday, and they will pick it back up. All right, it's the Ben Maller Show on Fox. You want to comment on that? You are more than welcome to join the festivities here. The number is 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. We are also available all over the place on Twitter. You can reach us there, at Ben Maller. That's at Ben Maller. You can be part of the festivities. We say hello to Edmund Dallas Steamboat Willie, Judas Garcia, who's right, right over there. Good to be with you again, it's Ben, it's great for another, another week. week. Another fine week Absolutely. of programming. We kick off the weekday lineup here at Fox Sports Radio. That's o- very, as only we can. It's a very important responsibility. Maybe. To kick off the weekday lineup. Now, I want to point out, when most of the weekday lineup gets here, they'll do things like clean the toilets and take the trash out and things like that. But we are, we're here before all that gets done. We don't mind that at all. We're not complaining at all that we're here before they clean the trash and the stench and you know all that. We're not complaining at all. I'm just really pointing that out. It's a degree of difficulty that we come in here and we get to have, which is exciting. I like it. I like the challenge. We, we lo- yes, that's what yeah. I was going to say. We yeah. like a challenge. It's, it's Anybody a can work in a clean, yeah. good-smelling, sanitary studio environment. Clearly. Absolutely. That could happen. We're grinders. Yes. Uh, we, we, you know what we do is we get the respect of the little people. That's what we do. Who are the little people? You, can you name some of the little people? Most of them listen to our show, I think. Actually. Wow. Really? Yeah. I thought we were all equals. According to, uh, I was reading Twitter, we're all equals. No, we're also little people. Yeah, well, that is true. At least the first and the, the 15th. The people who mm-hmm. are listening to our show, they understand what we're talking about. They get they get it? Yeah. They understand that? Absolutely. Yeah. Did you have fun at Coachella? Did you have a good time out there? Yeah. I didn't go. You didn't go? Did you go? Oh, no, I guess not. A wonderful time. It's a great time. Uh-huh. Did not go. I already forgot. <laughs> One thing about one thing about Coachella, it was so crazy. I already forgot my full experience at Coachella. Everything I don't even—it was like a blur. Well, you were—it was almost like it didn't happen. Yeah, you had taken so much drugs. I yeah, can't blame you. I was unconscious. I was like, I couldn't believe it. It's a life-changing experience. Here I am. I was. It was just. It was amazing to me. I was so kind of someone to to get us to Coachella, and I I really enjoyed all of it so much. So I've forgotten all. I blocked it all out. It's all gone now. Well, surely the, the other guys on our staff. Well, they have better to, memories. I'm sure Koopaloop had a good time. Danny G uh, was really dressed up. He had the full garb going on. Oh, drizzle. Yeah, he was going for it. He really, 96 degrees in, uh, in Palm Ooh. Desert. He was loving every second of it. But there were some every good second. smells going on out there, yeah, just like in our I studio. I got an intimacy kit for $27. Amazing. Just absolutely great. So, all right. Uh, now, later this week, we are going to have newbie night. Oh, good. That'll be this week. Uh, it'll be Wednesday into Thursday, the return of Newbie Night. Uh, yet again, we haven't done that in a while. We are very bad at scheduling it, so we'll have Newbie Night. But there is no rule against new people calling. People seem to think there's this assumption that you can only call when it's Newbie Night. That the well, same six true. people that call every night are the only ones allowed to call. That is not the case. There have been no memo for management saying no. the same six people that call every night are the only ones that are allowed to call. Sometimes they do tie up the lines a bit, though. Yes, they do. That's so, a, it's a very that is annoying. a factor. It is very but, annoying. Uh, like no, you can call in any time. But it seems like when there is a newbie night, it, it encourages people. It gives them the courage yeah. 
uh, feel like it's a special day for them to, to call in and, yes, and talk with us. Exactly. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weeknights at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. As we do it again, we'll do it live. And the Boston Celtics, who were down big, did not play well in Game 3 in Milwaukee, figuring to bounce back on Sunday in Game 4. Not so fast. They fell behind by a gazillion points. Came all the way back, only to see the Greek freak tip in the game-winning basket, 27 points, and the uh, Bucks end up winning the game by the final score, 104-102. to 102. If you saw it, it was the early game on Sunday. Chris Middleton with 23 points. So what does that mean? It means the Eastern Conference Playoff Series tied up two wins apiece. They head back to Boston. It is now a best of three, the Celtics, with two of those three games at home. The Bucks had a 20-point lead with 7.37 to go in the third quarter, and then the Celtics hit the turbo time button, and they won on a run. They erased all of that, came back, and actually had the lead. Jason Tatum hit a jumper with less than a minute to go, and the Celtics actually had the lead in this game, but it came down to the final couple of possessions, and the Celtics at the very end uh, the decision, who do you give the ball to? You've got, let's see, if you're the Celtics, you make the call, right? You're the Celtics. You've got Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown. You've got all these guys on your team. Who, If you're Brad Stevens, who are you going to have take the shot at the very end of the game? Well, the smartest guy in the room, Brad Stevens, he, went, he hemmed and hawed. So what are we going to do? Marcus Morris. There we go. Let's have Marcus Morris take the shot. Uh, and it didn't go so well. For the Celtics. So the series, as I mentioned, tied up at two wins apiece. Let's discuss here. I had a couple of thoughts on the Celtics and Bucks series. Number one, you've got overwhelmed. You've also got home cooking. We'll start with overwhelmed. And we had mentioned that the Celtics, the first two games of the series, the secondary players played very well for the Celtics. They, they, Terry Rozier, for example, was was dominant at times in the first two games at the Garden. On the road, he vanished. In fact, how bad was Terry Rozier in these two games in Milwaukee? He shot 26% from the floor in the two games combined uh, in, in Wisconsin. It was was just putrid. Uh, Shane Larkin, who had made a couple of big shots for the Celtics in this game on Sunday, played 17 minutes. He didn't score a point. He only took one shot. In the game, the secondary guys for the Celtics, most of those players that had played decent or better than that back in Boston, in Milwaukee, they didn't show up. They were nowhere to be seen. All right now, is it, was the moment too big, or is that just typically how it goes in the NBA playoffs, where players who are underlings don't perform very well on the road? So, well, the, it was the altitude in Milwaukee, clearly, right? Anyone, any, any reasonable person. That altitude clearly got and affected. There's no altitude. Why? Now, the cheese must have affected the, the Boston Celtic players. They couldn't get their sea legs because they had too much dairy. And it was exceptional dairy, but they could not deal with the after effects of the dairy. <laughs> so they had, no? All right. Uh, so now where are we at? Now we're, the, the Milwaukee Bucks are in the same spot they were at the start of this series. They had two guys, two, that they can rely on. All right? You got Giannis and you've got Chris Middleton, and that's it. That's the list. That's all. Outside of that, not much. Now, Jabari Parker played better. He couldn't play much worse than he did in Boston. 
But the Milwaukee Bucks, if they're going to beat the Celtics, it's going to be a two-man, two-headed monster here with Greek Freak and Middleton, and that's it. And to win in Boston, the, the Milwaukee Bucks are going to have have to have perfection. They're going to have to get Eric Bledsoe, who didn't play well in this game on Sunday and didn't play well in the games in Boston. He did have a, a bounce back uh, in game three of this series. He's going to have to play much better. Uh, but the, the level of confidence for the Celtics, as long as they're at home, you feel like they're going to win those games at home. Uh, and when they go on the road, it's going to be a toss-up situation. Here's Brad Stevens on that final play of the game. Remember, the last play of the game, the Celtics, who are you going to give the last shot to? He decides, hey, let's get Marcus Morris to take the last shot. They do so much switching. You know, I thought that our guys, you know, the goal of that is to get both guys on one side. And Brogdon did a good job staying under Al. But then you always have the option of going one-on-one there on the other side with nobody there, which is, uh, you know, not the worst thing in the world either. Well, and, and Stevens later on, he said, well, if that shot had been good, boy, that you wouldn't, we'd have a, a different conversation. All right, here's more. Let's uh, hear from Jalen Brown, who had a pretty productive day for the Celtics, lit it up, one of the top guys. In fact, he led the way for the Celtics. He had 34 points. And uh, Jalen Brown, did you want the ball at the end? Tell me what you were thinking there at the end. We got the look we wanted. We wanted to get what? Mook on the post up. We thought they was going to front it. They didn't, but we still got a great look. It's a shot that Mook could make. 10 out of 10 times, he just wait, didn't wait, go wait. in tonight. So, wait, wait, game five, wait, wait. keep on. moving forward. Now, I, I realize you went to Cal, Jalen Brown, but if, if he makes it 10 out of 10 times and then he missed it, then that, I think there's some there's, your arithmetic is off a little bit. It's not trigonometry. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm completely wrong here, but if you say the guy makes it 10 out of 10 times, but he missed it, then the math isn't right on that. So bad not job. a numbers guy, but that doesn't seem to add it up. It does not. Take that for data or data or whatever the hell. Pound the table. There you go. All right. Uh, we will uh, press on here. Now, it, yes, the uh, one of the other games that caught my attention, we, we mentioned, we've already talked to, about Cleveland winning their game, 104 to 100. So there's that series is tied up at two wins apiece. So you got three series tied up at two wins apiece. The Washington-Toronto Indiana, Cleveland, and Milwaukee-Boston series are all dead even. Best of three now as those series continue. The Golden State Warriors had a closeout situation, and all they had to do, all the Warriors had to do was take care of the lowly San Antonio Spurs, and then they would rest up and get ready for the second round of the playoffs. How did that go? Uh, Yeah, Uh, not so good. The San Antonio Spurs methodically leading this game throughout. It was it was the regular season version of the Golden State Warriors that showed up, that late season Warrior team that showed up. And so the Spurs get a 13-point win in this game. Uh, how would you assess Kevin Durant's performance? Let's see, Kevin Durant's offensive performance for the Golden State Warriors. Let's see, 12 of 28 from the floor. That's not exactly all that great. He had 34 points. But the percentage was not uh, was not marvelous. There was some just a general laissez-faire approach uh, from Clay Thompson and Draymond Green in particular. Those guys uh, were not good at all. So the Spurs win, and they were led by San Antonio, LaMarcus Aldridge, who had 22 points, and Manu Ginobili off the bench, who had 16. And I'm convinced Manu Ginobili will never retire, that he will just keep playing and most of the time he's mediocre or bad. Every once in a while he has a good game like this, and then all the basketball fanboys in the media reminisce and romanticize about Manu Ginobili. That's typically how it goes. So the question here on this game, how concerned 
should Golden State be with a lazy approach? That's that's the the, the mindset. They're just lazy. That, that's it's more about the Warriors. What the Warriors didn't do than what San Antonio did do in this game. And my observations here: you've got a reminder, the money train, and the inevitable. You've got all three of those things. A this particular loss was much more about what Golden State was incapable of doing than anything the San Antonio Spurs did. The, the Warriors played that the way they did the last several weeks of the regular season when they were sandbagging, when they were going through the motions, and then when the playoffs started, all of a sudden, voila, abracadabra, uh, there you go. This was a reminder. This was a reminder that they've still got that in them. Poor ball movement, lazy on defense, sloppy with the basketball, all of those things that the Warriors did the final couple weeks of the regular season, those are the same things they did in this particular game. San Antonio only turned the ball over eight times the entire game. The Warriors had 16 turnovers. When Golden State is clicking, they've got huge assist totals and low turnover totals. They had 19 assists in this game and 16 turnovers. That tells you they were lazy. Right, that ball movement was—they were just—it was molasses. They weren't moving the ball around at all. If you play halfway decent, halfway decent, uh, the the Warriors win that game. But that was again more about them than it was about San Antonio. Now, part B of this, from the financial side of things, this is a net positive for the Golden State Warriors. I would like you to jump on the money train because the money train, choo choo choo, is going to Oakland. That's right, the money train. Because everyone, remember this, every one of these NBA playoff games, every extra home game, that's an extra $10 bucks at least in revenue for the owner. So, choo-choo, money train, Golden State Warriors, they get an extra $10 million, right? You say, oh, who cares about an extra $10 million? I'll tell you who cares about an extra $10 million. You own the team, you care about an extra $10 bucks. That's That's straight cash, homie. That is a profit situation for the ownership of the Warriors. Get an extra home game. Guaranteed to win that. Win that game. Done. Now, there's a there's a dark side, right? The dark side is the more minutes you play, unnecessary basketball, th- this next game, I think we can all agree, is unnecessary. The Warriors should have swept the San Antonio Spurs. They're better than the Spurs. The Spurs shouldn't even have been in the playoffs. They're a joke, all right? The fact that they're in the playoffs is shocking. They didn't deserve to be in the playoffs. They're a fraud. Uh, but that's a different conversation. The, the Golden State Warriors, now they have to play an extra game, which means you can have the dreaded Kevin Durant slip on the wet spot. You can have Klay Thompson twist his ankle. You can have Draymond Green get into a dust-up and get suspended for the next uh, round of the playoffs, for the first game of the next round of the playoffs. You have 48 minutes, which are mostly meaningless, except for the possibility of those guys getting hurt or Draymond Green getting suspended for something silly. It's inevitable what's going to happen. The, the Warriors will win. They'll win in five. That's They call that a gentleman's sweep is what they call that. And it's a gentleman's sweep. You you let the other team win a game so they feel like they're, they're not humiliated all that much. And then the Warriors will move on and they'll play the Pelicans in the second round of the playoffs. All right, it's the Ben Maller Show on Fox. If you would like to be part, the number, 877-99 on Fox, 877 877- Nine nine six six three six nine. We're also on Twitter at Ben Maller. That's at Ben Maller. You can be part of the festivities. We say hello to Edmund Dallas Steamboat Willie Judas Garcia, who's uh, right 
over there. Now, Ben, I know you were focused on the NBA playoffs, and uh, obviously you're focusing your attention on that. Understandable, but I did see that a supposed fan of the show was in town at the Dodgers-Nationals game last night. Yeah, who's that? And I'm just wondering, why is he not here visiting us? I don't know. Who, what are you talking about? That would be, of course, loyal listener Marlins well, man. he's a friend of mine, Marlins yeah. man. He's probably out clubbing right now. He'll come out later. He's out hitting the clubs. You going to stop Marlins by man. before the show's over? I thought he was getting rid of the whole Marlin man thing, but he's keeping he's keeping the Marlins hat and the... He, he was in his yeah. normal attire right yeah. behind home plate as he, uh, as he does uh, for the Sunday night game between the Dodgers and yeah. the Nationals. It's Very nice noticeable. That, I did watch a little of that game. It's nice that the Dodgers wait about four and a half innings to get the offense going. It's good. It's it's new. You know, last year they would jump on teams and they'd be up like three, four runs in the first few innings of the game, and it would be kind of boring because they were just uh, waiting for the game to end. This year they let the other team. It's like a degree of difficulty. They like to let the other team get a couple of runs ahead, and then they like to work their way back. They usually wait till about the fifth inning or the sixth inning to get their offense yeah. going. It's a new strategy. It's very bold. I saw Kenley Jansen actually had a save. He one. did. Look out. Amazing. The miracles do happen. Yeah. He's a great messiah. Uh, Kenley Jansen back to save the day for the Dodgers. Life is good in Dodgerland. Early season baseball. Now, are you disappointed that Marlon's man has not reached out to you to no, ask listen, you know, directions I, uh, to the studio? He always has an open invitation, Marlon's no. man. As you know, he listens when he's out clubbing in Miami. Oh, yeah. Sure he does. He told us that. Shut up. He told us on the air he said that, Eddie. I'm sure, yeah. That's why, why would he lie why, about that? That's why he's uh, coming later today, right? Later uh, tonight. Maybe he'll bring a couple of beauties with he's him. Such, I don't know. He's and, such a big fan of the show that it would be impossible fan. for me to believe he would be all the way out here in Los Angeles, just down the road. Yeah. From the Fox Sports Radio studios, and not stop by. Well, maybe he's in town for a couple of days, and he'll go see uh, Otani. That great ma- medical miracle he was able to overcome that blister. He's going to make his start on Tuesday. What a great miracle that is! They, I don't know how the Angels were able to do that. I mean, it was, I thought they were going to have to amputate. Changing the subject. They, no, no. I was going to point out he might be at that game, so maybe he'll come visit us later in the week. That's a lot farther away than uh, than he was well, tonight. No one, no one stays in Orange County. He's staying in L.A. He'll drive down there. No one's actually going to stay in Orange County and go to that game. I mean, you know, drive down in LA from LA. We'll see. I'm not sure about this. Yeah, it could happen. You're such a you're such a Debbie Downer. You're such a negative person. I'm just pointing right? out the facts. This yeah. guy is supposedly a huge fan of the show. Listens every one, night, and yet he's only a me few on miles away. Follows me and on doesn't, Twitter. Doesn't tell you he's stopping by. Follows me on Twitter. Point that out as well. Big fan. Big big fan. Can't get enough. All right, we'll take your phone calls, 877-99 on Fox, if you'd like to be part, 877-996-6369. Randy's listening. He's sitting in a pool in Mexico. And he says, Don't uh, drink the water. He says, uh, it's too warm to sleep, so I figured I'd listen to you and you would would bring on the snooze. Uh, He says, (laughs) iHeartRadio, loud and clear. Uh, There you go. Ariba, the Ben Ariba. Maller Show. We bring on the snooze. So if he falls asleep in the pool in Puerto Vallarta, and if he if he falls asleep and drowns, are we then responsible? Like, do we are we a, complicit in that? I, I don't. No comment. Okay. Well, it's the Eddie Garcia show. If that's the case, it's, I uh, thought it was the Ben Maller Show. Oh no, that's again. That's that was that that was going to be that show in Vegas, but that got canceled. That guy can't. That show's over. Officially canceled? As far as I'm concerned, it is over. I hope the O-V-E-R. Uh, hope he can get the over. deposit back. Yeah, I hope so too. It's a waste of money. He shouldn't have done that. 
I told him not to do it. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weeknights at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. It's Maller. How about that? To the third degree. This is when Big Ben gets grilled. All right, third degree time, and we bring in the Koopaloo. Ben, John Calipari took some time out of the weekend to lobby the NBA for the removal of the age limit rule and the National Basketball Players Association for the establishment of a, quote, combine event for high school juniors. Ben, do you think Calipari will ever make any headway with this? Listen, the the one-and-done era of college basketball is close to an end. But it's not going to be because of John Calipari. That's not why it's going to be the end of it. Number one, Coach Cal... He sees the writing on the wall. He has been the benefactor of this one-and-done ear. He wants to be remembered as the good cop and seen as this innovator when they transition back to a uh, traditional minor league system because that's where this is headed, right? Nobody has benefited more uh, than John Calipari from the one-and-done run in college basketball. The NCAA is getting torn apart with lawsuits and scandal. You've got the federal investigation, which is – involving the shoe companies and payments to college players, which is really just about taxation. Because the the NCAA and their member schools, it doesn't matter if you pay taxes. The problem is you're not paying taxes on this money. That's the problem. Number two, this is a net positive for the NBA Players Association because players will enter the pro ranks early. They'll get that first contract out of the way. And as a direct result... You'll get more money long-term, and you'll actually see players who are picked in the second round that will have value because they will then go to the minor league system, the fledgling G League, if you will, and they will work their way up. And And the, the, the whole goal of this is to get the G League a television contract to make that a viable minor league system for the NBA. And ha- getting rid of the one-and-done does that, but you don't need this – this conference and all this. You know, John Calipari is doing this more because he's a showman than anything else. Uh, but we are heading towards the end of the one and done. It's not because of Coach Cal. Next. Now, there was a report this weekend that due to alleged rifts between Scott Brooks and his two star players, that the Wizards may look to move Bradley Beal in the offseason. Now, Beal still has three years left on his contract. Ben, could you see this happening? Well, sure. I mean, listen, the, the Wizards, A, the Wizards have made John Wall the centerpiece. Everything goes around John Wall. He is going to make over $200 bucks between now and 2023. In other words, he is the immovable object because you consider the fact he's got injury concerns, his body's showing some signs of falling apart, John Wall, missed a bunch of games this year, and he's got that contract. Washington has to find a way to make it work with John Wall as the leading man. Now they got a shot. They got a shot, and B, depending on how the rest of this playoff series goes with Toronto and the Wizards, because they won a couple games at home, they're right back in the mix there. They got to win a game in Toronto. There is certainly, though, a path if things go sideways here for Bradley Beal to be moved. He's a very delicate player. He needed Scott Brooks to apologize to him because he played poorly, and, and so Bradley Beal got an apology from Scott Brooks, who played like dog meat, just terrible. Uh, in the first couple of playoff games. So I will say the odds are low. It's it's still overwhelmingly in favor of Bradley Beal staying with the Washington Wizards. But it, the odds have cranked up here. I'd say it's about a 40% chance that Beal 
is moved in the offseason. All right, next. Now, when discussing the draft on Friday, Jaguars GM Dave Caldwell said that the team is in a good position of being able to draft the best player available because the team doesn't have any glaring needs. Do you see any glaring needs, Ben? Yeah, of course. Of course, the, the Jackson, every team has glaring needs. The Patriots were in the Super Bowl. The Eagles were in the Super Bowl. They have glaring needs. As far as Jacksonville, first of all, the, the best player available, Crutch, is a weasel term that NFL teams use. It's annoying. It's pathetic. It is cliche and all of that when answering a question. Jacksonville, what, they win 10 games last year? Uh, if you're in that area, then you're, you're only a couple of, of games away from being 8-8. Eight and eight. Right? You're far from a complete team. And if I watch Jacksonville play, and I did watch them in the playoffs last year, uh, and I look at this team, I say, well, Blake Bortles is not a viable long-term answer at quarterback. He's not. Uh, and just because he had a half a game where he played well against the Patriots, what about the second half when he didn't play well? What about the game against Buffalo when he had more rushing yards than passing yards? Another impact receiver would be good. Jacksonville's offensive line could use some help here. There's several areas the Jags need help. So it's it's silly. Oh, no, there's the best player available. They have no glaring needs. There are glaring needs there. Find a real quarterback. All right, there it is. Mallard of the third degree. How did we do? Ben, you passed this edition. That's a winner. Uh, South Beach writes, and he says, Ben, you created the Weed Man monster. You, in short, are Dr. Frankenstein, is what he says. Uh-oh. I am Dr. And how did I? No, I didn't create him. He just kept calling. You know who created him? Justin Cooper. Cooper created him. He kept putting him on the air. That's on the Koopa Loop. That is a Koopa Loop creation. You punch up the callers. Weed Man. Hip- yeah, but you keep putting him on hold. Here. You should put him on hold. You got to be like the Gestapo, Kupalov. You got to say, "Listen, you've already called this many times. We can't take your phone call." You never do that. And if you have a pulse, you get on the air. We put Russian bots on the air here. When he's We've off the air, Russian you bots. put him back on hold, but you hang up on everybody else. No, you, I, that's that's incorrect. Did that, I just hang up that, on him? Yeah, just now because yeah, I just you said you were over. I just proved <laughs> you incorrect. I just you proved just you incorrect. Said it was I just over. hung up Every on him. Every other time that for the past incorrect. year, that you is put incorrect. him on hold. It's your job to hang up on him. Hang up on him. Done. <laughs> you there hang you up go. On everybody else. I don't hang up on everyone else. That is incorrect. All right. It's uh, the Ben Maller Show on Fox. We will get to, we'll go all in. Here's the insta trivia Ioannis Cespedes becoming only the second player in Mets history to drive in a winning run after striking out four times in a game. It happened over the weekend. The first was blank. Ioannis Cespedes becoming, becoming only the second player in New York Metropolitan's history to drive in the winning run after striking out four times in a game. The first was blank. That's the Insta Trivia. The answer next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. Hey, you sports figure guy or girl. Who the hell are you talking to, son? Here's some instant advice. Hold that thought. No one's paid attention to me for ten whole seconds. And if you don't like it, screw you. All right, let's do it. Here we go. It's the instant advice line on screen radio. The safety net comes off. Who needs our advice this week? Well, it is a big week on the sports calendar. Not for the people that work in this show, because they won't be watching, but I'll be watching. The NFL Draft is at the end of the week. I'll be watching a hockey game, but that's all right. Uh, the NFL Draft, the Cleveland Browns have the number one pick. They also have the number four pick. 
in the NFL draft. Now, the Browns don't normally know how to handle the draft. They usually botch it. One year, the Browns owner, supposedly the legend is that he he was talking to a homeless guy, and the homeless guy said to draft Johnny Manziel, and so the Browns drafted Johnny Manziel in the first round. They made a trade. They got Johnny Manziel. So the Browns, what I'm trying to say here is they're willing to take advice from anybody. Why not us? So the Browns have the number one pick in the draft. It is not a guarantee at all who they are going to draft. Depending on your favorite mock draft, the Browns could go any which direction. Now, it seems likely that they're going to take a quarterback with the number one pick, but is it going to be Sam Darnold of USC or Josh Allen of Wyoming? How about Josh Rosen of UCLA? Could the Browns go off the grid and take a running back? Saquon Barkley, the running back from Penn State with the number one pick. What is your advice to the Cleveland Browns with the number one overall pick in the 2018 NFL Draft on Thursday night? Coverage on Fox Sports Radio right here. In-depth team coverage throughout the night. Uh, let's, uh, let's go to the phones at 877-99 on Fox. Line one, you are on the air. Your advice to the Browns on who to take with the number one pick. Uh, yes, Ben. I would look the Cleveland Browns square in the eye and say, You hang up on yourself, Ben Maller! You hang up on yourself, Ben Maller! Line two, you are on the air. Advice to the Browns on who to take with the number one overall pick. You gotta go with Hootie, Hootie and the Blow. Alright, that was terrible. Line three, you're on the air. We're giving advice to Cleveland on who they should take with the number one pick in the 2018 NFL Draft. Thank you for that. Line four, you're on the air. Hello, line four. They should do this. Listen. All right, line five. Do nothing, I guess. Line five, you're on the air. Advice to the Browns. Who should they take with the number one pick in the draft? Yeah, is this me? No, it's not. Line six, you're on the air. Your advice to the Browns on who to take with the number one overall pick. Real talk sucks. 877-99 on Fox. If you would like to be part, 877-996-6369. We're giving advice to the Cleveland Browns on who they should take with the number one overall pick. Hello, line one. Line one's not there. We'll go to line two. Hello. Big Ben, got to go with Ryan Leaf. Line three. Hello. You're on the air, line three. Advice to the Browns on who they should take with the number one overall pick. First name Scott, last name Tissue. Yeah, all right, thank you. Uh, Line four, you're on the air. We're giving advice to the Cleveland Browns on who they should take with the number one pick in Thursday's NFL draft. Have you seen my baseball? Yeah, it's actually, if you go down the street and make a left on First Street and then you make a quick right on Reservoir, on Reservoir, it's right down there. Yeah, all right, line five, hello, you're on the air. Advice to the Browns. On who to take with the number one overall pick. Hey, man, this is Sally. Um, my advice is have them go rush over there. Line five. Hello, you're on the air, line five. Advice to the Browns. I hear Brady Quinn's available. Yeah, well, he's not doing much here. Uh, line, uh, let's go to you. Line one, you're next, line one. Advice to the Browns, number one pick. Who do they take? We need the best player available, that punter from Utah, Wichita Valley State. Yes. Now, that would be a first to take a punter with the number one pick in the draft. They had to do that. Think outside the box. Line two, you are next on Fox Sports Radio. It's the instant advice line, unscreened radio for the Cleveland Browns. I think they need to uh, draft Bill Miller. 
<laughs> I like how you per- you perked up with my name to say my name. I like that. Line number three, you are on the air. We're giving advice to the Cleveland Browns. Line three, hello. Hey, Ben. Eddie's the man. Yes, he is. On his little podcast. Now, line four, hello. You're on the air, line four. Cleveland Browns with the problems of the draft, hon. Okay, line five, that's you. We'll put you on next. The NFL draft. Beginning April 26th, the Browns have the number one pick, 83rd annual draft. Who should they take first? They should take another Kentucky quarterback and get back to the playoffs. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. All right. Line six, you're next up. We'll go through these calls a few more times here. It's the instant advice line, unscreened radio. The safety net is off. Do not attempt this at home. We are trained professionals. Do not attempt this at home. Hello, line six. Uh, yes, Ben. I would tell the Cleveland Browns to trade the pick with the Maller maneuver. Now, that would be good. The Maller maneuver, because you get volume, quantity over quality. You get a few extra picks. That's the Maller maneuver. Let's see here. Line one, you're next. Hello, line one. To quote the late, great William Shatner, beam me up, Brownies. <laughs> Lied. I saw Shatner in the news a lot over the weekend. I thought uh, I thought he had moved on. Apparently not. Hello. What, ha- what, did, what happened? What, uh, there was some some conference or something. Line uh, line two. Hello. Cats must be eradicated from the face of the earth. Yeah, I agree. No more pussy cats. Get rid of the pussy cats. Line three. Hello. Team couch. Team couch. All right. Now we're getting some repeats here. We'll do a couple more and only a couple more. We're looking for advice here. The perfect pairing for the Cleveland Browns and the number one pick in the 2018 NFL Draft. Let's see here. Uh, line three. Hello. Line oh, th- nothing. Yeah. Uh, line four. Hello. Was that oh, you? nothing. What the hell was that? Line four. Go. Pick uh, Jim Brown and rent camera tickets. Okay. <laughs> line five. Go. Well, with the way you throw a baseball, Ben, they should draft you. Yeah, I would be a good quarterback for hey, the Cleveland Browns. Hey, where are the Browns. white women at? I'll tell you what, Montana and the Cleveland Browns ought to consider drafting me. I would give up the gra- the vast real estate that we have. I mean, we have a, a great franchise here uh, on the overnight, but that would be wonderful. Line six, hello. Justin Cooper, we need to pass a few balls around and we won't care. Line one, you're on the air. Hello. I think that guy out of Syracuse, Jim Brown. Okay. Thank you. Uh, line two, hello. Get advice from Tom Looney. No, we're not getting advice from him. We moved on from him. Line three, you're on the air. Hello. John 15. Oh, 17. there he is. Where have you been, Bible guy? Right here. All right. Yes, yes, you have been right there. Line four, you're on the air. Hello. Uh, they should take a nobody. All right. That's a terrible call by you. It's a bad job. Line five, hello. Yeah, they need to draft the next Steve Edmund. Yeah, that would be a goal. Why not? Line six, you're on the air. Hello. What about a doubt they should take Matt Pittsburgh? Hang up on you. We'll do one more call and only one more. If it's good, I'll take credit. If not, I will blame the Koopa Loop. The final call on the instant advice line for the Cleveland Browns on who they should take with the number one overall pick. Line three. Line three. Here it is. Last call. This is advice. The Browns are listening. Who should they take with the number one pick, line three? Who better than LeVar Ball? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about, LeVar Ball. You know what his price is right now? 
His price is going up, 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 and away. Now went up to three billion. That's right. There you go. Thanks to everyone Jackass. that participated. The instant advice line, an overwhelming, crowd pleasing success yet again as we give advice to the Cleveland Browns. Woohoo! All right, Spend Maller Show on Fox. We will press on here. We'll call this a little FaceTime, a little FaceTime baseball style. We'll get to that. We'll do it next. If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen Nicotine Pouches, you can find many. Zen is America's number one nicotine pouch. It's made with only six simple ingredients. Plus, Zen is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day hassle-free trial. There are lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zen. Find yours in online or in a store near you at zen.com slash find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 